but what do I want? Because for 35 years in my life, I was doing everything to prove something, to please someone. You have to learn what you like. Hello, welcome, Sunshine. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. And I love the idea about this. I'm so excited. Yes, I'm excited to get into this. <laughs> this book, Woman Who Love Too Much by Robin Norwood. I feel like any woman can relate to it. It's one of those books that you oh meet and right away you're like, um, we get each other. <laughs> yes, exactly. I was shocked when I finished this one. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Like I was born in a very like small town in Russia, simple family, not really healthy family, but I was like a good girl in school. You know, like I always had the best scores, like on the surface perfect yeah. family right never actually been <laughs> yeah so uh, all my childhood I was fighting with my mom almost every day wow. so when I was 16 I just ran I finished my school very early because in Russia it's kind of this way it used to be and I moved to different city I studied architecture there uh, started working while I was studying I don't know how I was doing it to be honest because I was working seven days a week and starting wow. five days a week. I was doing a lot of drugs wow. <laughs> so that's probably how I was able to, <laughs> to get that. through everything <laughs> yes I, we're here for the transparency thank god I'm alive no I'm I'm all about transparency because like what's the point of lying yeah it, the the uh the truth always gonna come to the you know surface yes. and then you just have to kind of explain yourself then you just say whatever it is right right because when i was in russia i never got this attention and you know like when i was young i was insecure so i was based my opinion about myself by other people and um then i started dating my ex obviously i wasn't like flirting or going out with anyone else but when we broke up i tried kind of like going out with guys in Russia and it's like it never works like I couldn't talk to them so when I went to Europe I got so much attention I, I mean I think I said first time in my life I'm happy first time in my life then I started doing OnlyFans because every photographer was like oh my god like you're so sexy like your pictures are so sexy why don't you do OnlyFans like it's gonna be such easy money you know well, that was wrong. <laughs> it's not an easy money. I think it's the hardest job in the world, to be honest. You know, like you have to work 24-7. Like any business owner, right? Like you have to always take care of your customers. But these customers is a little bit different. These people who go there, they go for a reason. And most of the time, it's not even like the sexual reason. Uh, like they're trying to prove something to women. And for me it was like so hard like it was honestly like the hardest time I would say and also I started partying a lot you know I start like I partied in Russia for like a year and then I stopped completely sober for like five years but then I I went to Europe America and it's just everything is available like literally I would go to any club and I get everything for free any type of drugs any type of alcohol like I don't remember paying for anything you know and it's, then it's so easy and it's like 
people who kind of look up, you know, like all these like club owners, you know, like celebrities and everything. And like they all do this in front of you. And like you want to be part of this group. You, of course, you start doing this again and again and again and then it became addiction i'm very addictive like mm. this is going to be in the book again right it's like i'm very addictive like i have extremely addictive personality so um the parties got me really bad like i was the, on the bottom bottom like i would party like five days in a row and then sleep four days in a row i i couldn't even eat i was so tired and i i felt like also because you know this ser- 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 how you say it? serotonin level like just drops so bad when you like overuse it so that was really hard then i also started working in strip club and it was insane money but again everything around drugs alcohol and also like a lot of people you know like sick mentally because i also noticed i'm not saying every rich person is like this not at all there are some very amazing, smart, kind people, but people who go to strip clubs, the richer they are, the crazier they are, right? So this all, I was like, I cannot do it anymore because it was just completely insane. What's something you ask men on a first date? Oh, yeah. So I ask a lot of questions. I ask what relationship he has with his parents does he has any like uh siblings and how like he communicate with them and also i ask how emotional he's like is he crying is he like when he last time he cried you know like because you know like then men say like oh men don't cry i'm like okay bye <laughs> how often do you cry uh well almost every my therapy session for sure it's like every Tuesday morning, I have a therapy session at 7 a.m. So I cry at 7 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know, noted. <laughs> yes. So like after that, I go to the gym and I'm like, I have the best yes. mood ever, yeah. <laughs> you know? So, and then, um, so last year I would cry almost every day because I was going through a lot, like just like unpacking and packing and packing, like all my childhood traumas, everything. Like if I go to any type of healing, uh, so I tried a lot. Like I did ayahuasca, I did like um, DMT for the get to get sober, you know, like uh, I did like sound therapies. I did Kundalini yoga, everything, right? And every time I go there, I cry nonstop. Like I, like my face gets two times bigger. (laughs) It's a release. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know when crying became a bad thing. I think it's so beautiful that your eyes can produce tears. Yeah. Like your eyes can produce water. (laughs) It's the easiest, the fastest way to get rid of like something. What have you learned about yourself through this book? Well, first of all, oh my God. Yes. This book is insane because, um, so when my therapist heard all my stories, you know, like, I mean, like she heard every stage of my, this quick relationship and uh she's like oh you need to read this book i'm like perfect yes i read it every story in there i have something relatable so there are different women and they have different stories how they um have addictive relationship right so as i say i have addictive personality so for me a lot of guys were like another type of drug right Mm -hmm. so um there was like one 
story about a woman who was like she has to like seduce every man right like in her life and that was definitely my thing i was like if i can seduce him i can have him (laughs) (laughs) yeah using your power to your advantage yeah so then i was like another uh story about another woman who says oh like um they would see each other like certain time a week right because he has a different family so he only can have this time and she works for his time. Definitely my case. I've done it so many times when I would date a guy who's super busy with work and I would make my life all around his schedule so many times. And I'm like, why are you doing it, Vera? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and bunch of stories there. So they basically say um, a lot of women who had hard like dysfunctional families who had like some alcoholics my dad he's an alcoholic obviously like a lot of suppressed emotions like barely available available so again about me right um and they say like a lot of things in my life it's an addiction so i have food disorders like i have addiction with food i had addiction with dream now you know but it's a good one you know (laughs) i don't like it can be a good one uh drugs alcohol man sex like i had it all (laughs) i had it all yeah and then when i finished the book i'd also say this like stop and think what did you do for yourself in your life and i was like i was in the on a yacht you know miami right like bunch of beautiful girls and I'm, i'm looking at them and i'm like I'm looking at them and see, like, this is was me two, three years ago. The conversation they talk about, the things they say, the thing they're, like, flexing. And it's fine, you know? I'm like, wow, this was me. But Did now, you recognize that? Yes. But now I'm so not relatable anymore. It's wow. boring. And I'm sitting, but there is another thing coming after that, right? When you recognize that, I'm like, but what do I want? What do I want? And I was sitting for three hours and I couldn't answer it. I was like, what do I want? Because for 35 years in my life, I was doing everything to prove something, to please someone or do something despite of it. Like, for example, if my mom says something, I'll do opposite, you know, and and a lot of things like that. And again, my therapist, when I told her this, she's like, so now it's on you. You have to learn what you like. It's scary though. <laughs> yeah, because there's a lot, but the fact that you're able to grow and recognize that, that's mm-hmm. the thing, right? It's not about being born perfect and having this perfect life that doesn't exist. It's about getting better. And mm-hmm. even throughout the things you've shared with your story, you've progressively recognized these things and have done work to get better. So now when mm-hmm. you're on that yacht, you're not sitting there like judging the girls for their experience. You're like, yeah, that was me two years ago. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness I got out of it. And I hope that they receive that mm-hmm. as well. But for you being able to recognize that to now be in a place, what do you want? Mm-hmm. So if somebody asks you right now, what do you want? What's your response? <laughs> well, I still want a lot of freedom in my life. That's what I know for sure. I want make a lot of art, create nonstop. I had like some crazy week because um my other friend she posted a podcast with me right and it was like about my conversation why i stopped doing OnlyFans and everything so i got a lot of men who would like be super like mean in comments and everything but 
that's all of this helped me to understand that I'm here, uh, not just create art, but like help other people. Yeah. But in a way, like, because I experienced so much in my life, so I can tell my stories. Yes. So like, I want to do something that I can spread my knowledge, my experience and share with other women, you know? Yes. That's like super important for me. Yeah. And it, it's already, it is like every friend of my, every woman in my life, they basically call me like, Vera, I need your advice. I need your advice. Aww. I need your advice. It's all the time like this. The book talks a lot about love addiction and mm -hmm. you, like I have an addictive personality. So it's all bringing it together. Yeah. And a few of the love addictions that it talks about is being desperately attached, you know, overcoming certain obstacles, mm -hmm. self-sacrificing. What would you say is this love addiction that you have? This is for sure a thing about like the way I'm getting um, this like hormone of happiness. Mm -hmm. You know, like when I have a crush, I would be flying. I would be like every day I'm like, oh my God, like he yeah. texted me. Oh, I'm so happy. It's like my, <laughs> my day is fulfilled. Yeah. But the thing is, it's like I can't rely on other people all my life like this. And it's it honestly most of the time end up really bad for me yeah. and most likely for another person, right? Because I love revenge sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh I should stop it and I'm I'm I hope I am. <laughs> so I'm I have to fill so. my life with different things what brings me happiness. Yeah. Like different hobbies, you know, like different a lot of like good friends. Friends are also important. Also, my some of my friends, I recognize it was kind of similar situation like with guys, you know, like the same like emotionally unavailable friends, you yeah. know. How's your relationship like with your dad? Um, you know, I strongly believe he loved me, but uh, he never could express it in a way I would love it to hear. Uh, the last couple of years, he... Uh, he died couple uh, 2021. Any rest in peace? So um, he died alone, completely miserable. He broke up with my uh, like my mom divorced him because I think he became like not mentally stable. He beat her up and everything. So I stopped talking to him because I didn't know what to how I can feel about it. You know, like when I was a kid. I always thought like, oh, my my dad is like super cool. Like he's like, he takes me to like road trips, like fishing on everything, you know, like, and I thought always like my mom was a bad girl, like a bad person because she would always like try to scream at me, control, but she just tried to raise me and he wouldn't take a good part in it. You know, like he would only do it when he wants to. Like don't taking, um, he never knew like what great I am. At the moment, you know, like we one time I was sick, he took me to hospital and all the question in the list, you know, when you have to answer like what disease you had, and like I answered, he had no idea. And they were asking him and he was like drunk, like not knowing, honestly. Oh. So it never been easy. I started my, a lot of my kind of healing thing because I couldn't understand my relationship with him either. Even like the last couple of years, I felt guilty that I like, I didn't call him enough, like, and everything. But then um, 
I start kind of like thinking about it. Like every time I would call him, he would start complaining about my mom. I'm like, I'm not calling to com- listen in your complaints about her. I'm calling to talk to you. And he would hang up mad. So it was no- never easy, yeah. you know? I had daddy issues for sure. <laughs> A lot of women have. I feel like we all do to some degree have our daddy issues. Yeah. I know I have my fair share that I've been working through. But that's what it's about, working mm-hmm. through your daddy issues yeah. to be able to not only be a better person for yourself, but attract a better partner and stop mm-hmm. trying to use a partner to heal your daddy issues. Yes. And it's like, they're two very different <laughs> things, you know? Yeah. What is one of your favorite takeaways from this book? First is always put yourself first. That's like, I have to keep it as a mantra. And like, every time I meet a new guy, I should keep saying like, don't, don't like change all your life for him. Uh, then also don't go for your type because my type, not okay. (laughs) Not okay. (laughs) Change it up, change it up. Yeah. So like I have to build new, completely new idea about a man. And again, this is the thing. What do I want? That's the thing I have to work the most on now. I have to understand what I want from a per- from a guy. Because how I'm going to meet someone if I don't even know what I want? Yes. It's like you're going like, let's say, 100 days, right? You ask guys like 100 questions and and like they say all different things. But like who you're going to pick if you don't know what you want? Right. Kind of like that. And why do you think sometimes we as women are dating a guy and where they're hoping and praying he's going to change and we're going to be the exception to his rule. Mm, again, the same. It's about it, it's in the book because we all, like, talking about me, right? Like, I always try to get that love I wanted from my dad, from a guy. I mean, it's a theory, but who you know? It's so, the truth. I'm sure we've all been there, girl. We've yes. all had our fair share of being there. So we think if I love him so, so much... He will change. He will understand, oh my God, like she's so amazing and he will mm-hmm. change for us. And it's like, it's actually like, um, how you say it? Like it's for our ego. You know, we think like, oh my God, we're so amazing. We're so perfect. Like we, we were able to change him. But you know how many stories I saw girls who like were waiting for seven years, for 10 years, who finally guy would marry him. And you know what? He's cheating on them anyway. Mm-hmm. So what's the point? Yeah. Even if you change him. Yeah, no, of course. But that's the thing. I don't know why at some point there's this thing that happens in our biology that we'll date a guy and in her eyes, he's just so great and he's going to change for you. He's going to change but, for me. But I'm, think- I'm the exception. He's going to do it. And it's like, wake up. It's totally fine. He's in your process. He's in his process. You're in your process. And at mm-hmm. that moment in time, you guys just aren't a fit and that's okay. Yeah. But sometimes I feel like we take it so personally mm-hmm. that we're like, well, what's wrong with me? Why am I not enough for him to change? Well, why can't, it has nothing to do with you. He's in his process. And I think that's something for me personally that took me years Mm -hmm. to realize where now if you date somebody, it's like, all right, cool. That's where you're at. Cool. I'm going this way or we're on the same page. Let's go and try this out. You know, Mm -hmm. it's a nice little balance. I think about this, I want to add because, you know, first of all, we have to learn how to accept people who they are. Yeah. You know, because us women, sometimes we take a guy as a project. Mm, No, please. Girl. Say that again, girl. (laughs) We take him as a project. No, 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 girl. Do your own project. Work on your business. He is not your project. That's very important. And also our society. We build in society. Like, 
even we say like it's like more feminist now, but it's not. Right. It's we're so far from the ideal society and it's still a lot of like more a lot of traditional things you know like involved and it's funny because like half of things change and half of now so like now let's say like if before we thought like oh a guy gonna provide everything for us so we're working for him like doing everything at home and everything so like but things change so guys don't provide and women still doing things for them yeah and it's like it's a lot of like mess honestly like i think we should just understand each other better right thank you so much for being here it has been a pleasure and you have shared a lot of your story so thank you for your vulnerability and your truth because it was very raw and authentic and i really appreciate that so thank you thank where you where can people find you uh so i have instagram and tiktok it's the same i am vera smirnova it's a little bit long but <laughs> it's my name you know um yeah there awesome well there you have it we just finished wrapping our episode if you want to check out the book woman who loved too much by robin norwood click the link in the description below and get your copy today as always make sure to like comment and subscribe and let us know what you thought about this episode and maybe comment what's your favorite dating advice because i want to know i want to know let us know turn the page and we'll see you in the next one Shout out to our sponsor, Local Cold Brew Coffee.